Hello and welcome to Stringer Podcast number... Great fucking question. I should probably know this. 22. There we go. It's written down for me. Welcome to Stringer Podcast number 22 featuring Tyson Geik. You gave me a couple weeks off where I get to kind of recharge my batteries and everything leaves my brain. I don't even know what number podcast we're on anymore. Tyson... Funny enough, fellow Newmarket native. That's right. You get an hour of two guys from Newmarket talking shop, a little bit of sports, and kind of laughing and chuckling along. It's a good time. At TysonLW on Instagram, at TysonLW on Twitter, or you can reverse that if you want, at TysonLW on Twitter, and at TysonLW on Instagram. Uh, You can find him with the National Lacrosse League. He does a whole whack of their digital content for them. He's done stuff for Rogers. We've known each other, I think, for three or four years. It feels like I'm really going in the well on all this people that uh, Taylor Schuld introduced me to. That's where I met all these guys. They're all stinking amazing. But first, it's a long weekend coming up. If I wasn't, you know, already in vacation mode, I would probably come up with four things to do. I wish I thought of this ahead of time. But it's a Stringer Big Weekend. Three big things on the docket for you. First off, Friday night, Tastemaker Toronto at Evergreen Brickworks, bringing together a curated selection of Toronto's Finest chefs, restaurants, and artisans, Tastemakers, the ultimate collaborative showcase of the city's very best food and drink. We'll see about that. I'm going to have to put them to the test. Taste your way around a truly immersive food hall set in evergreen brickworks where renowned chefs like Rob Gentile, Michael Hunter, and Patrick Chris collaborate to produce unique one-off menus. If I have mispronounced any of their names, I'm really sorry. Someone please yell at me. Get your all-inclusive ticket for just... That's right, food and drink, 60 bucks. Friday night, Evergreen Brickworks. Saturday, that's right, it's Seat Giant Day, WBC Light Heavyweight Championship of the World. Now listen, I've always wanted to do this. In the blue corner, you have Stevenson, who already made a title defense at Rico Coliseum in Toronto in 2015. But this one promises to be a bigger fight because in the red corner, I don't know if that's the color of their shorts, we've got Jack. Jack's 22-1-2, a Swedish former two-time world champion who fights for Mayweather Promotions out of Las Vegas. Do you want to know how to get tickets? It's quite simple. Go to SeatGiant.ca, search around, find your tickets to the event at Air Canada Center, and just use promo code STRINGER. Just that easy. Type it in, promo code STRINGER, and you will get a discount off your sweet, sweet tickets. And know what? It doesn't just work on this event. It doesn't just work in Toronto. Look up all your favorite events as you're touring around, whether it is music, whether it is festivals, whether it's maybe just cool stuff happening around the city, and get your tickets. Use promo code STRINGER, and you can get money off your purchase. Sunday, Victoria Day weekend fireworks at Canada's Wonderland. On select dates through the 2018 season, Canada's Wonderland will present its spectacular fireworks display at 10 p.m. You can spend your whole day enjoying over 70 awesome rides that make Clayton vomit, including our newest rides, Lumberjack, totally Canadian, and Flying Canoes. That makes it even better. Then round out your day with an action-packed fireworks display 
over Wonder Mountain. Come celebrate Victoria Day weekend with some of the best fireworks in the Toronto area. This show is a unique design with an original soundtrack and over 6,000 colorful explosions. You won't want to miss it. That's what you're doing Sunday night. You're heading to Wonderland. Catch me there. I'm going to go, you know, twirl around a bunch of times, spend a little bit of time, you know, recovering in the ER or whatever the heck they call it there. And then I'll be ready to go for the fireworks. But between now and Sunday, you've got to listen to Tyson Geik. You've got to listen to our chat. It's pretty awesome. I'm not going to stand in your way any longer. Stringer Podcast number 22 featuring Tyson Geik. Cue the sax. And then I'm like... Sort pile? Kind of sort. Yeah. But I'm always like socks and underwear in one pile. Yeah. Generally because I need them most. Okay, yeah. But like it's... That's, that's yeah, that's when, like when, the must, right? Yeah, when I'm at like the bottom of the barrel, yeah. I don't care about what pants I'm wearing. It's generally like I'm out of clean underwear and yeah. socks. Yeah. And so that's like the first thing I got to do. I feel you on that one for which, sure. Why don't I just buy like a shit ton more is the real question. I have my go-to Calvin Klein underwear. And I have like eighty pairs of them. So smart. Yeah, it's a good idea. So smart. Yeah, we're kind of. It's a soft. It's a soft start. <laughs> so, <laughs> soft, yeah, so we're kind of going. Like, we're gonna start talking about laundry, <laughs> yeah. and then I'm just gonna ease you into talking about work. And then you know that people are probably listening to what you're saying. Would that have picked up that whole conversation? Well, we'll see. We'll see. Do you want anything edited out? No. Like, I don't know. Kind of dangerous stuff talking about. People can know that I I like. Calvin Klein underwear. Calvin Klein underwear. Under Armour socks. Under Armour socks are great. Have some pairs of those. Um, And and you know what? Making sure pairs together is key. Pairs, and uh, yesterday pairs was laundry are huge. day. That's it's, it frustrates <laughs> me to no end. So now, do you when you're folding your laundry, or if you fold your laundry? Because I still really am. I just had a birthday, and I still don't really fold my laundry. Do you fold your socks together or no? Yes. Oh, frick. I, yeah, I have to fold my socks together. Inch. So that's why pairs. Are so, when you're on the go, yeah, yeah, you get the pair, and then you're like, oh, I just, go, I right? just stack them. I just stack singles oh. on top of each other, like they're like five dollar bills, and then I'm like. I need $10 so I grab two or I need $20 so I grab four. Okay. Why did I compare it to $5 bills? I don't stack $5 bills, but I wish I did. But that's how my socks, my socks are all singles in my drawer. Okay. Because I think that's a cool method. I think it's flatter. I think that's what it like. I think so. It would look more together. Than the, mine, the, which is just a whole bunch of pairs and balls thrown now, together. Now, are right? they full balls? Do you tuck it all the way in, or do you just like, curl the top? There's a little bit of dangly, of dangly. There. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but for the most a part, tendrils. It's not like ankle socks, right? So then there, it's just smaller. There's less of a dangly. No, is there ankle socks? No ankle sho- socks with dress shoes. No, not with dress no, no. shoes. No, no. You got full on banana socks banana today. Socks, yeah. Whew. You got to go with the. The flashy. So, because you know, podcasts apparently are an audio only thing, I feel inclined to describe to everyone that Tyson walked into our office today in a fucking wicked suit and a great crisp dress shirt and dress shoes. And I am wearing, I think, what I picked up off the floor from when I threw there within the last three okay. or four days or something. That's the beauty of a podcast, right? You could just say that you're wearing a suit that's 20 times better than mine and more crisp. I can't crisp. lie. Okay. You wouldn't know I'm lying. I, I would. would ex- I would expect I you to call me out. Okay. How's it going, bud? Good. 
It's been uh, it's been a minute. Oh yeah, a few I don't years even now. know when we've seen each other for, last. For sure, would it be an SMG meetup, maybe. Or I think I ran into you at Grace O'Malley's. Could have been Grace. O'Malley's. I think I, th- I think we ran into each other at Gracie's once. Yeah, and then. Taylor Schold, obviously, he's yeah. actually a hot topic. I feel like I've been talking about that guy nonstop. Yeah, with but bringing, Valente in here earlier. Yeah, yeah. V- Valente, he and I chatted. But yeah, how's it going? It's good. Yeah? It's good. Yeah, I mean, you know, I finally landed uh, a full-time gig in the industry, which Woo! is nice and kind of refreshing. And it just so happens to be with the National Lacrosse League that I grew up watching and I grew up playing the sport of lacrosse. And did you really? I did, yeah. yeah. Oh, you kind of take me as a John Tavares type, actually. Do I? Yeah, I, yeah, a little bit. I didn't have the talent that that guy had, let me tell you. I was more of a stay-at-home D-man, rock-solid hands. Scored like two goals in my career, but I played against a lot of the guys in the league yeah. and, um, and, I, and I've been around them. So it's, it's really cool now to see them, you know, all playing in the league and feel like, you know, one of those kind of retired yeah, yeah. hockey yeah. broadcasters yeah. who get Here, son, come into Arizona. my office. Let me tell you a story exactly. or two. Yeah. Not, not quite like that, but you know, it's, it's, it's good to be involved and, in, and to know a lot of the guys and, you know, to pull the Pierre Maguire and be like, well, this guy played junior with this organization. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I, I like that element of it. It's yeah, cool. Definitely. And just knowing like knowledge of the system, like the, the grassroots mm-hmm. system, I guess, yeah. knowing how, the, because I have knowledge in hockey and how you kind of develop from, you know, a tyke all the way up, but a hundred percent with your background, because I don't, you can instruct me. How do you get into the NLL? Like, wh- how, where would I have to start? Because I have absolutely no idea. Well, I mean, a lot of ways. The Number one would be box lacrosse in Ontario Junior A lacrosse or BC Junior A lacrosse. And Alberta has a growing program that's taken some serious steps over the course of the past, I want to say, 10 years. They've, they've really come a long way. So uh, those are the, the three major junior leagues that, you know, you feed do, into. Yeah. And then a lot of these guys who are playing junior lacrosse also play NCAA lacrosse down in the U.S. So they'll finish their, their time at school if they go the NCAA route and then they'll get drafted to the league because you can't get drafted until you uh, you say I'm done in the NCAA so normally you spend your four years there and then it's on to the NLL or if the guys don't you know go down to the NCAA they can get drafted and, and go right to the NLL so it's uh, you look at Ontario Junior A, BC Junior A and Alberta Junior A as if they're like the OHL the OHL, WHL, the CHL, yeah, yeah, CHL right. Canadian Hockey League yeah I just got, fe- this is why I'm, I know you're going to get it right. Just got finished a series called Canadian Trivia with a bunch of NBA players from okay. across the NBA. And this is one of the questions we asked them. You know, obviously one of Canada's national sports is hockey. Mm-hmm. Clearly just, come on, go to any major city. And you'll see jerseys and flags everywhere. Is the other national sport A, lacrosse, B, curling, or C, um, bobsledding? I would say it's lacrosse. It's lacrosse, even ahead of hockey. A hundred, it's crazy, right? It's te- technically, it, it was it was the national sport. Yeah, and then hockey got to come in as right. like the other national sport. Yeah, but it was is- lacrosse first, which I don't know the history there. You should know. I'm just going to sit do. here and ask you questions yeah. the whole time, and you can teach me. Well, they call it the the creators game uh, or the medicine game, and the natives played it way back when, and it was. Uh, a way to heal and to go and, you know, kind of almost forget about your problems. So it wasn't about war, which you, you might think, you know, two teams going to battle with sticks. It was, it was to heal and kind of like leave it out on, on the turf and go out there and have fun. And, you know, it's amazing to see 
the native players that we have in the league and to hear them talk about it and it, it, it really is inspiring just how much how, how close it is to the hearts of, of so many of them when they're born they get a lacrosse stick right away wow. and, and then when they when they die they're buried with a lacrosse stick so it it's absolutely incredible and mm-hmm. um you know to, to get to know some of these guys is, is really cool but uh it, it goes back you know hundreds of years and uh it's just so important to to so many native communities out there but it's really cool when they get to share that with you can i tell you my one lacrosse story hit me with it it's 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 gonna kind of counteract the whole going to war thing but i think it was toronto versus buffalo it was a barn burner because I think in the opening four minutes, half the teams were in the penalty box. That was it. Like it just went. I should find highlights actually for uh, for you and post them yeah. for everyone to see. But I had never experienced anything like it in my life. And I think the first three minutes took forty minutes of actual time. Okay. Because everything turned into a sideshow, and then actually the whole game settled down. Yeah. After that, but I guess there was. I don't know the history of rivalries, but there was some bad blood. And they have a great rivalry. It's incredible between those two teams. So that that would be maybe the maybe it was. And or now Rochester is a team, don't they? Ro- yeah, Rochester's one of the the older teams in the NLL. See, as well. now I'm worried it's Rochester. Yeah, Tyson could have been. Ro- it could have been. We Rochester might actually here. just end it here, and we'll start anew. Okay. And I can we can just start a whole new podcast over again. Sure. One where Clayton doesn't get everything he says wrong. Okay. What are we leading off with today? Undershirts. <laughs> totally undershirts. who has the best undershirts and and who does have I, i'm probably gonna have to go with under armor again i think probably you like probably i'm a new balance guy oh you're a new balance like guy okay a that's lot fair. Of new balance gear they uh both under armor and new balance sponsor our league so oh amazing uh, we get we get taken care of with some gear and I, i'm a big fan of the new balance new balance guy. helps you out I'll you see, are bragging you, you are bragging pretty hard about I'll it send a couple messages um, we are close to the playoffs. And that's why I was like, when I reached out, I'm like, listen, Tyson, I would love to have you in. But can we do it a little bit closer to playoffs? Yep. Because the NLL playoffs are about to kick off, depending on when you're listening to this. Now, what what's the playoff structure for lacrosse? I swear, we're going to get away from the instructional video stuff eventually. Yep. But I'm just genuinely cur- so curious. In the East Division, we've got five teams. Okay. In the West Division, we've got four. So... East Division, you have three teams making the postseason. The first overall team in the East gets a bye. The next two play a, a one, a single game elimination. Oh boy, one and, and done. Yeah, one and done, and then, oh. and then they move on and they play once again a single elimination in the division finals. Yeah. And then they move on, and then from the West Division, out of those four teams, three make it in similar structure yeah. where one gets the bye. The next two teams duke it out, single game elimination, they move on. And, and is the championship game one and one and it's done? It's not. That's two out of three um, in in the finals. So it makes for last year was unbelievable, the finish to that game. So Georgia was up on uh, Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won game one. They went to Saskatchewan. And that barn is, you know, fans Crazy. out in Sask. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. wild. They're yeah. just rabid. That barn was so They'll grab loud. onto anything like professional, semi-professional, a bunch of guys just playing beer league hockey. They'll all show up anyway oh, yeah. just to cheer. It, it was it was so loud. I was at ground level, and Sass was up uh, by a goal with a minute to go. And in lacrosse, interesting strategy, but the goaltender was pulled to have possession and get another man on the floor just right. to kill the clock. They turned it over. Georgia goes down. 
They score. They tie it up. Force overtime. Dude, seconds to please. go. And then they won in overtime. And oh. the jaws were just on the floor. floor. Yeah. Oh, it was one of the greatest sporting events I've ever, so I've ever would been to. They, no bias. So if Saskatchewan did win, yeah. would they go back to Georgia for game three? Or would game three be played in Saskatchewan? They'd go back to Georgia. That's a lot of travel. It is a lot of travel. Holy smokes. Yeah. It's it's a little bit more spread out. So it, it'll be kind of on weekends and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. So you get like one weekend... One weekend, one weekend. So right. time to heal and yep. practice and go through strategies and stuff like that. It's kind of NFL-ish in that right. sense. I was right? going to ask, is the regular season schedule quite similar? Some teams have a back-to-backs. But oh, we do like week sheesh. one, week two, week three. Yeah. And we break it down that way. And- Which I really, the more I understand about more leagues and mm-hmm. more sports, I really think the, the basketball and the NHL systems could benefit from of maybe a few less games in a week yeah. or or in a season just because i see how much treatment guys have to to undergo right. and go through you know you look at the nfl system or or any of the soccer systems mm-hmm. how now granted they play in soccer they play a lot more minutes in a mm-hmm. night than than your average nba or NHLer, but they get to be at their peak performance for longer right where you don't get so many of those guys playing injured situations where you know it really hurts a team for six games because he's got a bruised heel or whatever for two weeks i think you're right and i I would make the argument for the nba for sure because Mm -hmm. if you got a team like say the Cavs, they just get into the postseason and they take maybe like a seventh eight seed and they just kind of squeak their way in yeah and then they're like okay boys let's turn it on yeah the best team always wins yeah The, the team with the most talent i'm there, I'm sure there's a couple of instances when it's been a little bit different. Well, March Madness, yeah, like like what happened this year in the NCAA tournament. But, but that's sorry, but that's, again, that's, that's a, a one and done, right? True, very one and very done true. scenario too. Yep. Very Whereas very you got true. A seven game series, the best team's going to come out on top. That's why it's tough to bet on the NBA. Are you? So you bring up the, the Cavaliers. Are you a basketball fan? A little bit. A like, little I mean, bit. I'll follow it. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm behind the Raptors Raps. for sure. I'm, I do not like LeBron James. Interesting. I, he, now, I can't stand the guy. Okay, did you like Wayne Gretzky? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't a, f- a Wayne Gretzky fanatic or anything, okay. but Tom Brady. Like, I appreciate him. I don't like Brady. Oh, you don't like Brady, no. and you don't like LeBron. LeBron. Kobe. I like Steph Curry. Oh, I like Steph. Yeah. Now it's his demeanor, though, right? Yes, it is. Kobe he, is too much of a hothead for me. Yeah. Too. Steph kind of goes about his business like yeah. he knows he's good. Like, let's not fool. He knows he's good. That's my kind of guy. But he's not so braggadocious about it. Right. He doesn't have to go and, and splatter it everywhere and make sure everyone realizes that the God's in the house. LeBron was good in Trainwreck. I'll give him that. He's decent in <laughs> yeah. his acting debut. So I was really impressed, actually. Yeah. And before I saw it, someone said, they're like, LeBron James is in it, yeah. but he's not a typical athlete. He's pretty good. Yeah. And I was like... He did a good he job. He was great. He was fun. I'll give credit where credit's due. I like his scenes. But I, I don't like the whole, uh, you know, I'd vote for me as MVP and whatnot. Like, not for me. Not for me. Of course you would. <laughs> Come on. let's. I'd vote for me as MVP too. But I, I know, know you're going to ask that. the question. So it's it's tough to kind of give yeah. him shit for it. But yeah. Still. <laughs> what I loved that you did. So let's go back a little bit. Yeah. Before you became a massive star in NFL. I wouldn't go that And far. lighting up no, no, my no. computer screen. I think yeah. I have a tab open all the time. Do you? On, on NLL. They have a name for their video stuff, don't they? Like uh, NLL TV? TV, yeah. 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 <laughs> Clay. Just, just swinging and miss. Swinging and missing. We're a team. We're a team, We're that's team. right. I got you. 
the NHL flash stuff you did. Yeah. And see, this is, you're good people and you're people I like to be around because I'm so on board with someone looking at what's in front of them and what they can do. Mm-hmm. And instead of waiting for someone to be like, oh, you, you're allowed, you're permitted to go do this, mm-hmm. saying like, dang it, I have a camera. Mm-hmm. I have the ability to do something. I just need to turn that switch on inside of me and just go do it. Yeah. Where were you at when, when, when you started the – first, you could describe what the NHL yeah. Flash stuff was. What's well, funny because the – I know what it was. That's like why I moved NLL on in the conversation. NLL is very similar to – the NHL flash. So it's kind of funny how really, you know, I'm doing stuff. I mean, I'm just producing digital content. Right. Right. And a lot of what I learned doing it myself with the NHL flash, I'm now doing with the NLL and I've just gotten better as the years have gone along. But I got to a point where I was kind of frustrated and I, I, I wasn't getting many breaks and I had a really good opportunity and, and a big chance with, you know, after the VJ search ended with mm-hmm. much music, everything just kind of went dry after that. Yeah. And I was so close, like right till the end. And then everything just dropped off and I, I couldn't catch a break. I was looking to volunteer with Rogers, uh, stations and just get reps and stuff yeah. like that. And I wasn't even getting calls back from producers. And I'm like, I don't know what I need to do here. So, yeah. um, I, I, like you said, took matters into my own hands and I got a camera and taught myself how to do some editing. And yeah. I think I'm, pretty decent at writing and putting together creative content yeah have always had a bit of an eye for it so uh i I built the social media following first in order to be able to market my own content that i would later be producing and it all just kind of came together and i mean it was pretty cool i got to i went down to the draft i paid my own way but yeah i went down to Connor mcdavid's draft in uh florida and i had my own name and company name on my press pass and yeah. it was I'm standing in line waiting for my press pass behind or beside uh, Roberto Luongo and I'm like oh my Unreal. god this is crazy and yeah it was cool to be on that draft floor I mean I got goosebumps talking about it right now and that was something that I'll always look back on and, and say you know I you know I did that like I I created it and it wasn't really because of anyone else and yeah it was it was neat it's funny you were kind of almost shy to say that you paid your own way mm-hmm. as if I think it's bigger that you paid your own way. Yeah. You had your company name. Like yeah. it was you, you were there on your own two feet. Yeah. You're not there because, Oh, someone, you know, gave me a handshake in a hotel room. For right. Sure. And, and sent me down all expenses paid. Yeah. It's bigger when you know that, okay, I've got to put money on the line. Right. In order to make this happen. I, I've got, I've got to risk something in order to get the reward. Well, that, that was it. I mean, I, I paid for my own camera equipment and, you know, that put me back a couple of thousand dollars and then um do you mean it's not cheap no you mean well, you, you know <laughs> you know no word oh. of a lie i was sitting in my office earlier and i got an email from a repair shop my yeah. cameras is in saying that sony's suggestion is that it's not repairable i was like come on man uh, so yeah it's not like it's it's not cheap. No. It's not easy. You have to be planning ahead too. And I mean, you know, that that all set me back a little bit. And then I, I did pay my own way and I'm not making money doing anything here. Right. right. Like I had to pay for the website domain and all that stuff. And to get down there, it was just kind of for the experience and um, to, to see what it was like. And I learned a lot from it and taught myself that I could do it. And yeah, it's uh, it's it's tough when when you're putting up the money for your flight in Airbnb, and I had a, a couple. Um, I had Alex Frazzo, if you know Fraz. I, I do know yeah. Fraz. So Fraz came down. He did some videography for me, and he's I had no idea you guys behind, worked together. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Back then, he, he's 
he, he was a big help with the NHL flash and really eager and, uh, and, and helpful. With He's such everything. a good dude. He is yeah. like heart of gold. Yeah. Um, he bailed me out of, it was MLS championship, yeah. MLS cup. And there's this massive mix up and my whole crew, I had my credential, mm-hmm. my whole crew, everyone ended up getting rejected. Yeah. But Alex was there for, for the like ENG news style sure, stuff. Yeah. And in a heartbeat, he was like, I've never used this camera before, but if you need help, I'll jump Let in and I'll help. I was like, are you serious? Yeah. He's like, yeah, just give me a quick once over. So I legit gave him a once over on a camera that he's never touched anything like mm-hmm. it shooting in a way he's never really shot before the yeah. whole doc style stuff and the dude like he just stepped up to the plate wow he just stepped up that's, to the plate no the hesitation i i did my leafs uh host audition tape with him and he was like yeah come let's let's do this and took an afternoon and went out to tecumseh i think mm-hmm. new, new tecumseh and and we filmed out there and he he put a, a great product together and was a big reason that that video turned out as well as it did you brought up the leaf search the yes. the in-game search yeah and this is on the heels of us just talking about the much music vj search mm-hmm. coming in second is no fun like no you almost almost want to be cut off the top yeah. You all because you you get so far into it, yeah. and you did it both, and, and you had I know you had my vote of confidence for for the leaf search uh, to to bring something new to the Air Canada Center mm-hmm. really, yeah. and kind of switch up the vibe in there. Yeah. But I think what it also does, as frustrating as it might be, it's got to build some sort of fight in you, oh. right? Because you're like, yeah. well, if you ain't gonna do it, then he's gonna do it. You're not gonna do it either. Then you're gonna you're not gonna do it. Fuck it, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much, you learn pretty quick. You you just you do have to take matters in your own hands and go out there and create your own destiny, if you will. Not to be too cliche about it, but no, not yeah, at all. That, but you kind of that was it's, it's on pill. our backs. That was a tough pill to swallow, and getting getting so close to both the VJ search and uh, the Leafs host position, I honestly thought I had that. Like I I thought I had it in the bag and. Um, maybe I got too far ahead of myself, but I, I, I put together a great audition tape. I think both my auditions went really well. I felt confident about my interview with Brendan Shanahan and the gang there at the ACC. And obviously they, they were looking for something a little bit different. And this is not to take away from Scotty at all. Because no, he's, not at all. He's doing a great job there. Um, and, he, and he is doing something different himself. Yeah. So I like what he's done. And I, I bumped into him a couple weeks ago. He's like, you know, you posted a picture. So I went to a Leafs game yeah. and I like to stir the pot a little yeah. bit. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just me. So I go to a, I go to a Leaf game a couple weeks after the decision was made yeah. and the season had started and they're playing the Edmonton Oilers. And I just so happen to be an Edmonton Oilers fan too. Uh, I have family out there, so I grew up watching them. Connor McDavid draft. I'm starting to put the pieces yeah, together yeah, here. He's a new market boy, right? He is. Yeah, hey, he is a new market we, we boy. got that connection. So I wore my Edmonton Oilers jersey to the game that day. The Leafs actually won, but... Uh, I took a picture with it and I put it up online and I hashtagged the Edmonton Oilers are great again. (laughs) So I was just, I was having some fun being cheeky and I think maybe they saw it as like this guy's. Oh, now he's pissed. Right. So Scotty and I I talked about that. He's like, was that, was that directed at me? Like, were you mad at me? He's like, no dude, I'm just having some fun out there. Like, you know, I'm trying I, to get some likes and retweets here by being yeah, funny. Pretty I pretty want some much, personality, yeah, I just, Scotty. Yeah, I was having some fun with it, and uh, who knows? Maybe I'll end up working for the, uh, the Oilers. Let's hope. That'd be a fun I gig. Know. I know you have family there. I don't know if I want to live there. You know what? I've That's uh, a place I want to visit. I was with a friend of mine last night who lived out there, mm-hmm. and he said, 
people from Edmonton are the greatest people that he's encountered from across Canada. And I hear that about people from the East Coast quite often. That they're they're, they're great the salt too. of the earth, he, and I have a lot of friends from there. But that was, his, and he knows them too. That was a surprise to me. Someone someone once gave me a neat little tidbit, which I don't think is factual, but it's fun to run with. That when people live in an area where the climate, like the earth, is willing to kill you, yeah, right, giant waves and snowstorms on the east coast freezing freaking tundra in Edmonton when you live in an area where the earth is out to get you you end up being a pretty sweet person yeah, glass, because you appreciate things a lot more is always half full for them right glass is always half not yeah. saying the people from California aren't nice but you kind of have a reputation true right they got a bit well, of a they reputation got, they got their own things to deal with in California too earthquakes right? so, and and forest fires, forest fires. yeah the earth is just that it's trying to clean house. I think so. It's like you guys we have done falling it. ice here. Right? <laughs> Toronto under like a wild ice storm. You can't go to a Jays game without it's, looking up. The- <laughs> Did you see how I, it all played out on Twitter? Uh, Did you? I, no, w- I with the, so the Blue Jays, yeah. I don't know if a couple other games in MLB have been canceled or postponed. Yeah. They, they tried to be funny. They tried mm-hmm. to be cheeky. And they're like, you know... Because of today's inclement weather, today's Jays game is dot, dot, dot being played because we have a roof earlier in the day. Yeah. They were making fun that the weather doesn't stop them because they're so smart. And then the ice fell off the CN Tower, damaged the roof, and legit three hours later, they'd put another tweet that said Toronto safety services or something, Mm -hmm. fire services, and Rogers Center personnel are examining the damage. We'll have to update you on the status of tonight's game. And then later they'd put in another tweet saying tonight's game is being postponed. So it's like a trilogy of tweets where they literally screw themselves over yeah, they, they, because they're being cheeky. They're getting all cocky. And then, yeah, and hey, then we got this roof. Yeah, and, then, <laughs> and then karma came and screwed them, slapped them right upside the back of the head. Yeah. And, 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 and that happened. But wh- I always believe that we're always in for one big snowstorm in, in April. Like we, you think so? Every well, usually we just had it. Yeah, right. We just had it. <laughs> right, that was our big one. But generally, I think in years past, we get dumped on once in April. Do we no? really? You don't think so? Uh, there was a. I think it was like maybe four or five years back. There was a big one, but it's been a while. Our birthdays are within a couple of days of each other. I'm the thirteenth. Okay, and you're, yeah, and you're the, right. I'm the you're 15th. Before, the 15th. Yes. Dang it. I thought you were the 9th. Anyway, you're totally the 15th. I knew that coming in. Yeah. Clayton gets another fact wrong. Um, so we're in a couple days. But you're telling me you've never had a birthday where you couldn't go play street hockey because it was friggin' freezing. That's Holland Landing Boy right here. Like April 13th was my birthday. I 100% remember. Maybe it just cleared up within those two days. They just. I had, they, I had great your sun, street hockey. You're a sunshine child. <laughs> That's it. Like, yeah. It shits on clay, but man, the sun will come out tomorrow for Tyson. I can't, I can't remember. I mean, my memory's just hazy here, but I think we were playing road hockey. Oh. Growing up, uh, that's, there's, there's the odd time I'm sure, but fact number nine hundred and twelve. Yeah, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Wait. I'm not saying I'm right. If the we, president of the United States does not need to get his speeches fact checked, I don't need to get my podcast fact checked. Bang, I'm sticking to it. That's it. He's setting a great example for us, right? I'm gonna go back to the creating your own thing. Yeah, yeah. Bit. I promise yeah. I was going to. I think the neat thing about having that in your back pocket and mm-hmm. having done it is you know not to limit your own ability. Right. You know that, man, when I just kind of knuckled down and did something, 
I was able to create whatever I wanted. And that was only with this much experience. Yeah. Now with this much, my arms are far apart, this much experience, right? If I just knuckle down again, then I can go back and create something if it ever came down to it. It gives you this confidence. Absolutely, it does. And I've done some some video producing on the side for social media influencers and stuff that needs some work done. And that's made me some money. So it's cool how that's come along and it's turned into a profitable endeavor, I guess you could say. But you know what? I should have stuck with the NHL flash and I've thought about coming back to it at times as well. I went to school in the States and I got my master's in broadcast journalism. And honestly, I kind of regret that decision. Really? Um, yeah, I do. I do. And that's, it's oh, one that's of those things that, that maybe in, in 10 years, 20 years, I'll see the rewards of it and I'll, I'll appreciate it a little bit more. And I went down there. I didn't know a soul for the first time in my life going into a situation like that. Where, where did you go to school? Uh, Quinnipiac University in Connecticut. In Connecticut. Okay. So it was close to Nesson. It was close to MSG, mm-hmm. ESPN, NBC. And I was thinking, hey, if I go down there, I work hard. I get good grades. You know, I'm one of the top get of my noticed. class. I'll, I'll get noticed and get some opportunities with these networks or yeah. Whatever it may or be. something or an affiliate yeah, or, or whatever. Just end up down in the U.S. because yeah. li- opportunities are limited up here in Canada. And I, I got no assistance from the school. Like, like very interesting. Very, very, very little. And I had some I had some great professors that were doing stuff in the industry. But I mean, even they were weren't able to help. Uh, and it just goes to show, I mean, you got to take matters in your own hands, right? So I wish, I wish I stayed on track with the NHL flash. I let that kind of derail me and I focused a little bit more on, on Um, school as opposed to that project, but I could have saved the money that I put into school and put that towards the NHL flash. And I think I would have been further ahead with that. I'm going to pull old man card on you. Okay. You ready? That's cool. And uh, I'll tell you where I'm coming from. It's because I didn't go to school. Yeah, I didn't. I was, you know, right out of high school. I went into the workforce mm-hmm. and I've been working ever since. Yeah. And when I decided to make the jump when I was like er, mid 20s, it and I believe that you've gone through this, too. Right. But I got turned away, not because there aren't jobs available or not. I never made the final two. Right. I wouldn't make the first cut because I never had anything on my resume. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Where where I would get rejection letters based upon we're asking for a minimum three-year undergrad or whatever, and you don't meet these requirements. Thank you for your submission. And that was hard because for me, in my head, I'm like, I'll work harder than anybody. I believe I have talent. I've been working in writing for ages. I just need someone to give me a shot here because I believe I can do it. And then to be told no, because you didn't go to the school, like you didn't receive the schooling we said you should. Like, I'm not trying to be a lawyer or a doctor here. I'm not saving lives. And that's what was tough for me. In in my experience, what I've seen is that some people having not gone to school are are much more talented than those who do go to school and feel that. I mean, look, look what I did. I thought that maybe going down to school was going to get me those opportunities and help me get my foot in the door. Whereas really, I just need to go and do it myself. Right. Right. And, and I had my undergraduate degree, so that wasn't going to come up. And I find that being on camera, at least there's yeah. a lot of people who they just, they walk out a door one day and someone sees them like, I like your, oh, look. you're the one. Yeah. It's, or it, it spend, isn't very subjective. Yeah. Spend one year doing digital and all of a sudden you're on a national network. It's so subjective. The whole industry is incredibly subjective. It is. Yeah. And 
that gets frustrating at times. Yeah. You, you have to learn to just kind of keep going and keep the blinders on and stay focused on on what you have to do to to get forward. So I uh, I did a little bit of like a little bit of theater work as I was growing up, mm-hmm. but I have friends that actually I'd say actually did theater work. Like yeah. they they went to school post secondary for it at some great academies and schools uh, around the GTA and, and, and across North America. Mm. And the one thing I learned from them is to make it there. You, it's a numbers game. Like yeah. you just have to, you just have to go out to X amount of additions yeah. and X amount of additions will turn into this many callbacks right. and this many callbacks will turn into this many gigs because you can walk in the room for your addition mm-hmm. and they will know from the second you open the door that there you're not the right person because you look more 20 so my friend is female she looks more you know 27 year old girl next door Mm -hmm. and they need 34 year old mother of one yeah which the faces can be like and it's just this look that they perceive is the look probably based on something they've seen in a movie or a commercial recently yeah Right, that they're like, oh yeah, we need someone that looks like that person in the commercial that I saw, like holding Tide Pods or whatever, and <laughs> right, yeah. and it's so subjective. But they know if you just go out enough times, you'll get the right amount of callbacks, and this many callbacks will equal this many jobs. And it's obviously a greatly shrinking number, yeah. where it's like a hundred editions equals eight callbacks or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that. It takes a certain kind of person just to be not knocked off like their center, like, well, like, like to be able to just keep going at the same energy level. That that takes time too to develop that, to, to not get knocked off. You get stronger and stronger as it goes along, right? And I think that's what those auditions and callbacks teach you is that, you know, I've, I've been to the end so many times and hey if i don't get it this time life goes on yeah and it'll be for a reason and you'll kind of find out what that reason is in in the future yeah but you do have to realize that sometimes it's it has nothing to do with you no and, and completely you could have the best audition of your entire life and go out there and crush it but they could be looking but for they, something different with, with brown fun. eyes or no beard or whatever like Bingo, yeah. like the simplest thing that is so well, i guess beards inside your control but so wildly <laughs> yeah. outside yeah. they want they want you to have a different shape of beard your yeah. facial hair must go high to the eyes but not down the neck if it's in toronto that makes sense with lamorello right now he's letting yeah. guys grow playoff beards but are, are they allowed they are is that what it is yeah this season that's the first so that's interesting. Yeah. I like how Lou has control of the team and it's a young team. So you have to kind of put your foot down and uh, be an authoritative figure. I like that. And I've Colored heard the story. shirts on game sure. days. That's well, yeah. that's control. <laughs> Suits are mandatory anyways. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm thinking my high school playing yeah, days. Yeah, that's exactly. collared shirts. That was me. I heard a story that he was, he was waiting down in the hotel lobby in Vegas when they were playing there. So none of the guys went out. And I like that. I think that's good. And if you're a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, you're stoked to hear that. You know, these guys, we got a big game to play. They ended up losing that game to Vegas when they were down there. But everyone lost to Vegas in Vegas. Uh, yeah, pretty true. much. Vegas flu. Yeah, they play, exactly. Four straight and each game decided by a goal against the Kings. Wild, Woo. isn't it? Yeah, it uh, well, like, what I, a year I, for. I become a believer now? Because I wasn't for the longest time. And I think it might be the time to like hop on board there. I got to go down... Um, an interview i wasn't conducting the interview but we did the production mm-hmm. uh 
it was a Marc Andre Fleury interview. Okay. And to hear the story, like they, they talk on camera at length about the Las Vegas flu mm-hmm. um, or the Vegas flu and what's been going on. But then to hear some of the tales come out off camera of just stuff that not that he's been into, but he hears other teams getting into because it's, you know, it's a party town. You have every distraction available to you. And if you know, it's not just athletes. You can look, if you work at an office, look around you in the office, you're going to see a group of people that would rather stay home and read. You're going to see a group of people that would wait until after the big event and then go let loose. And then you know that one or two people in your office that's going to say, fuck it, I'm in Vegas. And they're going to go out the day before the big event and say, I'm just going to put up with whatever I feel like tomorrow because it's only one day. That and then the after two. And then, and then the after so two. There's another one but, or two yeah, people. Because right? I'm only, exactly, completely. Yeah. There, there's going to be a group there. You know, and that's not, again, we're not picking on athletes no. here. It's. Oh, we, they have the money to do it. That's they have the, the problem, money to right? Do it. <laughs> I can't do that. There's no, for me, I'm like, I'm avoiding Vegas because I don't have the money to go and have a fun time there. Vegas is not built for single males. No. Single, like, middle class males. Yeah. Because you can be like a sultan or an oil baron and have a great time, but we don't get in anywhere free and we get zero drinks free. And then we got to pay everything out the backside. If the NHL flash starts to make me millions. We're going to go to Vegas. We're going to Vegas. You know what we should do? We should restart the NHL flash as soon as you wrap up your season. If Vegas is still going, we should go, or if not, we should go to preseason in Vegas and, and just like, we'll bring, I'll bring a camera down. Like things to do in Vegas, like top 10 things or whatever. Top top 10 things like the, the shit you can get yourself into. Oh, the top 10 causes for the Vegas flu. That's a good idea. That's I think that's what we have to do. And we'll do like a one-off feature. We'll go down for three days or four days. We got to get in touch with a guy like Paul Bissonnette, though. I think oh, he'd be, he would know. I'd like host it and then you'd have him on board and he'd be explaining. I think he would know. Is he still with, what was the uh, clothing company? He he just got endorsed by New Balance today, actually. Or two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks ago we got endorsed. He recently. Recently. You, you start learning to speak in generalities. <laughs> yeah. Like upper body injury, lower body injury. Yeah, yeah. It's like... It came out recently in the news that a cold front came through Toronto and there was ice that damaged the... <laughs> right. Right? So, it's not, I just remember now. Sauce Hockey. Was, Sauce Hockey. Thank that's you. That's who he was with. Yes. And now he's on board with uh, Barstool, like spitting chiclets. Oh, interesting. So him, and, him and Ryan Whitney are solid. Those are two great personalities. They're a lot of fun. I really like Ryan Whitney. Me too. I didn't get the chance to interview him, but I was in close quarters with him about four years ago. Yeah. And he was the life of the room. Yeah. Like he, you just have those people that, that take the spotlight really, really well. Right. And then, but make everyone feel like they're part of it. Yeah. Everyone they're there. I'd love to do something. This is, this is spinning into the thing. And if Bisonette is at Barstool, I have a really good friend, uh, that Julie, just, Julie sure banks, yeah. that is or six months into Barstool. Yeah. And I'm not saying she can pull some strings, but Julie, if you're listening, pull some strings like come on that would be huge that, that'd be amazing top 10 causes of the vegas flu, vegas flu and i think with barstool i mean biz can kind of say what he wants now right he was with he the coyotes can. him and tyson nash made some stuff happen there it was awesome <laughs> by it, stuff do you mean good stuff no. good stuff good stuff <laughs> they, they, they just had great chemistry on camera they did yeah. this thing called pillow talk which was hilarious 
Where they I just never tell saw each, it. Tell each other stories in the hotel room when they're kind of on the road. <laughs> it was it was funny. And Biz like does his bachelorette recaps and funny stuff. Again, going with the idea that you can create your own image and your own, if if you're willing to put the work into something. The possibilities are endless. Don't say, oh, well, I'm an athlete and I'm only good at one thing. Yeah. If you want to try something, just freaking try it. Put yourself out there and you know what? Do more than three because it's really easy to start something and get discouraged. But like do more than three yeah, and actually you, give it a shot. You have to stay with it. I remember producing videos for the NHL Flash where, you know, I would do a video and I get a couple hundred views on it and it would get so discouraged. I go back now. It's got 10,000 to 20,000 views on it. So it's it's funny how it, Ooh. you know, it, those it are like le- those are legit legit numbers. But you bring up a good point that in the internet age, especially on YouTube, shit doesn't die. No, and and you never know. Oh, you interviewed so and like whoever was mm. part of it or mentioned or there was a clip of something funny that happened, and then his name gets brought up in the news three years later. And then the first thing everyone does is turn to Google and, and to YouTube to try and find clips. Yep. And boom, you become re- relevant again. We have to bring back the fl- – uh, this is – today's mission, what we accomplished out of this conversation is NHL Flash has to come back. I think so. Uh, we we got to do something with it. And you know what? It might be altered from what it was before. Like I'm, we might- I'm totally cool with that. And think of it. I was just a kid in my condo filming by myself, right? Having a team on hand is – It'd makes be fun. the production value but like so much it, better. You know, it, it will have to be balanced out with your current responsibilities yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. But I think the Flash has to come back. NHL Flash has to come back. I think you're right. I, and I, I've been inspired to do that stuff. And what I wanted to do with the NHL Flash originally was bring out more personality and show show the personality of the sport. Top 10 causes for the Vegas flu is is spot on <laughs> with what I'd want to do. Because it's not just talking about the X's and O's of hockey. No. Because who wants to hear that from me? You mm-hmm. got... You got great analysts on TSN. They're all now that. former players. Like yeah. all the analyst gig is now filled with a former right. player. So I can't go off and talk about who did this or, you know, how this play was wrong or whatever. Yeah. I need to talk about funny things or pop culture. Yeah, exactly. Pop culture. What's this guy listening to? That's what I wanted to do. What's he listening to? What gets him pumped up for a game yeah. or what's his favorite place to eat? Those things are, are what I think needs to be shown. And that's going to catapult the NHL forward. If people can relate with these players on a personal level, I think that's that's really important. Who does things really well, in your opinion? Who 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 do you see that you're like, yeah, 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 they get it as well? As a, as a league or a, or a team or anything? Uh, like as a personality, as a, as someone trying to bring these things to the forefront. Oh man, I'm gonna. I mean, like I I did bring up the the Paul Bissonnette thing. Like yeah. he he is the guy that really branded himself well and i think the arizona coyotes did a great job with kind of saying hey here's the keys to the car like go drive it just don't put any scratches on it whereas (laughs) other exactly other organizations are are more hesitant and a little bit more old school toronto yeah um completely yeah and they don't want to do something like that and and mix things up but arizona they have that wiggle room like hey we need fans on board here so do something different and get people on and and i think he got me watching arizona coyotes content which i I don't normally watch so what reason will we have right right arizona's completely the opposite to toronto yeah 
like you can't get any more different you're basically the sahara desert uh do you remember when tamu decided to come back for one more year in the league yeah and anaheim so anaheim is a team that i always looked at in the nhl as being able to have a little bit more elbow room yeah just just to get people involved and he, he was sitting at a desk in an office and the phone's ringing and papers are piling up and he's like Forget this. I'm going back to hockey. And that was the announcement. That's how they announced that he was coming back for See, one more year. I saw it. And they won another award for, um, was it uh, BX or Kessler? I think it's BX. When he he goes undercover, kind of, and he's like the ice guy. Oh, does I, I haven't seen that. Oh, you it's like that. undercover boss they, kind of idea. Right. They, they won some kind of award where he's, he's you know, taking care of the ice. And I think it's a preseason game that he's on the ice for and he's not dressed for. <laughs> and he's going <laughs> by the, the visitor team's <laughs> bench. And he's like pushing at their skates, like, excuse me, can you get out of the way here? Kind of thing. Yeah. And, and you never know that it's him, right? Oh, that's that's me. That's some good content. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about this here. That was probably four or five years ago now. And I'm sitting here today. Still talking about it. Four years and two weeks yeah. later. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the uh, magic of time. Yeah. And and it, that's great content. I think every, every team needs to be focused on stuff like that because that is going to push the NHL forward. And uh, I want the NHL to grow. I want the NLL to grow as well. Right. And of we course need, we need to do that stuff too. And yeah. I have, you know, the ability to, to help that. Yeah. I've been trying to do that. Um, but, but for the NHL, I think that's what needs to, to really be focused on too. I think what the, what any major organization, and I don't want to just leave it to the Leafs or anyone, mm-hmm. uh, or any one sports league or anything. The, one of the top rules is know your demographic, mm-hmm. right? And so as you kind of move through areas of North America or popularity of an entity in an area in North America, they're really trying to play to the demographic, yeah. right? And, yeah. and who do they know or who do they have to get, right? right? So if we use Toronto as an example, the demographic in stadium still is a little more mature. Mm-hmm. Right. You can say that. And, and there's so many factors that go into that, yeah. you know, including pricing, including uh, corporate sponsorships, mm-hmm. which let's not fool ourselves. Everyone likes to hate on the business seats. But yeah. any organization, sports organization that wants to survive in today's day and age needs the support of businesses in their area. Yeah. Right. A hundred percent. And they are as important to Leafs and Raptors as they are to Anaheim and Arizona. Mm-hmm. So you need to both play to the demographic you know you have, yeah. but also the demographic you know you don't have. Right. Because you need to reach into that market. And I think there's been a lot of people on the outside in the media and the pundits surrounding the team and surrounding the city that have made comments that the Leafs have lost a generation yeah. of followers between um, unfortunate results on the ice mm-hmm. And and their own personal focus and targeting, or their their business focus and targeting, and that's the Raptors at the right time, kind of got to play. And it's funny because they're both under the Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment umbrella, but there the whole We the North campaign came at the right time while the team was on the uptick, Mm -hmm. and you had. You know, someone like DeMar DeRozan, who had been there for a few years, younger guy at the time there, Terrence Ross was there as, you know, second year player, I think. And then some, a couple more like first year players and and guys you see now like Siakam or Powell or Pirtle is another one on the team that they kind of came up and just through who they were trying to speak to Mm -hmm. 
was able to gain that market share and the Leafs have lost it. So I I say all this because it must be it's an incredibly hard balance. Like when we try to think of how are we going to push our YouTube views from a couple hundred to a thousand. Yeah. They're thinking, how do we keep the lights on in this giant building yeah. that needs to stay open 365 days a year? Yeah, I don't think the Maple Leafs are ever going to lose it. And, and even though they lost it for a little bit there, and you say they lost a bit of a generation, you see the efforts that have gone in with the whole Stan Witness campaign that is kind of... Do you like that's it? What, that's what I want to call it, the Stan yeah. Witness campaign. Because yeah. that's yep. been the campaign. past couple of years, yep. right? I, I do like it. Yeah. I, I like the direction that they're trying to go. Um, it was brought on by the We the North campaign which was brilliant it was there, there, and that was like flawless it, it was and, it was and we're see, they're seeing the rewards today which is so impressive uh the raptors did a terrific job of it but uh, yeah i think the Leafs have done a good job and the team getting younger and and being a little bit more relatable to a younger demographic is pretty cool now i mean how many austin matthews jerseys do you see out now tons it's wild isn't it yeah so i, I think they've Done a good job at bouncing back in the in the marketing department too. So uh, I want to put you on the spot here. Okay. Let's have some fun. Sure. We, 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 we've had some fun with timing this whole time yes. and what's coming up this weekend and what happened last sure. weekend. Did you catch the Leafs game uh, just the other night? I did. You did? I did. Um, so, you know, it's incredible that they made it into the second round. <laughs> Blew my mind. Right. You know, it was after those first couple games in Boston. You know, who knew that all it took was, you know, a trip home to reignite the spark of a youthful team. Well, Freddie Anderson bounces back with that shutout. Unreal. Unbelievable. And then they get Nazem Kadri back in the lineup. He scores a hat trick in his first game back after a stupid penalty that got him out of the lineup. So it's good to see this team bounce back and I'm... I'm really excited to see them take on the Tampa Bay Lightning now. And, you know, exercise those Boston Bruins demons that have been haunting us since 2013. Yeah, it's in the past now. Took them down. (laughs) Did a a sweep four games straight after dropping those first two. Those first two. No big deal. (laughs) We're so screwed. (laughs) Yeah. This could go any way. Yeah. But we're keeping this in. We We have to keep this in because it's going to be hilarious when it comes out. I hope we look like, you know, geniuses. Yeah. That that we look like a- analysts. We look like proper analysts that just looked back at the last couple or of weeks. Like Miss Cleo. Oh, I'm predicting the future. Okay. You got like so cards NHL here. Flash comes back. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing, it's we're gonna call it Mr. Cleo. Okay. Mr. Okay. Cleo. And it, and that's gonna be you. You're gonna, predictions? you're gonna be Mr. Cleo. Well, I got LA wrong. So that was that was I, tough. To be fair, I think most got LA wrong. But everyone said LA was gonna win? Yeah. Hands up. Statistically, to I think they who, had the advantage heading into the postseason. Not not in terms of standings and points, yeah. but yeah. I th- I don't know who would have it. Like that's a ballsy to pick Las Vegas to move on past the Kings is a ballsy choice. I totally picked the Kings a hundred percent to move on. I picked the Sharks over the Kings, so I have the Preds and the Sharks in the. Do you really? Final, yeah, hmm. and that's looking pretty good. It is. Preds dropped that last game, but. Everyone's you know, they're going to give 110% in this uh, next one. And yeah. uh, the boys are going to come out and, you know, go Pucks all the tough deep. areas. Pucks, Pucks deep. To the net. Yeah, and do all the Sticks right things. On the ice. <laughs> Don Cherry. Crashing and Every- Don Cherry, everyone. That's what I... Exactly. Yeah. You can be the next Don Cherry. Uh-huh. We're, we have three. We have NHL Flash, Mr. Cleo, and we're going to call it 
uh, the next dawn. Yeah. The next hockey dawn. I would, I would love to. I'm trying to get there with the suits, but we got a long way to go. So <laughs> we get a little more color. Yeah. We're gonna get a picture. We gotta color. get a picture of this of this suit going. Yeah. We'll, we'll put it up. Tyson, it's been a blast. But I like to I like to end things a certain way. Okay. I like to, they're always the same way because it's very important to me. You know, we discuss a lot. Uh, doing our own thing and, mm-hmm. and just having that confidence in yourself yep. and, and and going out and reaching out. And I believe that even starts in even smaller pieces. And that's just being good to herself and taking care of herself in the small ways. Mm-hmm. So I like to say, I'm going to say a line. I'm going to say, everyone, please be good to yourself. And then you finish up with and eat your vegetables. Because at the basic root of everything, eat health, like do this little small thing okay. and you're going to live better and sleep better and work better and be smarter. So everyone from myself, from Dylan, who's producing from Luca, our editor from Tyson, of course, please, please, please be good to yourself and guzzle your water. Eat your vegetables. Oh, this is never going to work. Ma- I had to make up my own one is eat your vegetables. Okay. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.